You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, Dan and Shelly here for our first ever Next Gen Podcast Live. Uh, we were chatting the other day and talking about uh, how a lot of the owners we talk to sometimes almost put us up on this pedestal. And obviously, as coaches, we want them to think we know everything and everything is perfect in our gyms. But we were chatting about how, like, you know, we call each other weekly to, like, talk about the things that are frustrating us in our business, in our gym, um, and just vent to each other and give each other advice too. And, uh, we thought it would be fun to do it as a podcast episode. And then we're like, man, we should just stream it live on Facebook and let everyone listen to us, uh, so they can hear the, hear it. Uh, if you don't see this now, you might be listening to it on the podcast. If you're watching now and you don't listen to the podcast, you should. Uh, it's the next gen, uh, next generation people and profits podcast on Apple and Spotify and all over the place. We've posted the links in the group, uh, so you can search for it there. We got a lot of stuff there. Anyways, we are going to get right to it. So we're going to talk about the top things that are kind of driving us crazy, uh, in the middle of the season in our businesses right now. And, uh, we're just going to go through those. Uh, and Shelly actually has one that is kind of driving her nuts right now, which means she's on a tight timeline. So we've got to make sure we're off by eight. Um, cause if you've never been around Shelly and I, we can talk for a good hour, no problem and not run out of things to say. So I'm going to let her go first with kind of what she's dealing with something that's frustrating her right now and putting her on a tight timeline. Yeah, guys. So I don't know about y'all, but this is the time of the year, right? Where everything starts to feel like a push teams need to be ready, you know, showcases coming up. If you compete early, it's competition season. And it's those moments of, I think this is kind of one of the biggest struggles this time of the year is like the staff accountability and training, right? How do we get into this big time of the year and keep our staff accountable for where teams need to be and what needs to be happening and um, help those, right? I, I don't know, Dan, if you find this uh, troublesome and I feel like I can give really great advice on this. And we talk about it a lot, but sometimes like just the constant implementation, right. Of keeping those things in order and making sure that where one team is at this moment is where it needs to be. Right. Um, in my program, we have 14 competitive teams. So even for my all-star director, like that's a lot for her to be able to handle at all times. There's two to three Mm -hmm. teams practicing and just trying to keep up with everything, you know, where are teams and where do they need help? And why didn't you tell us you needed help before now, coaches? You know, all of those little things. I don't know if you having any of those problems, Dan. Yeah, I, I mean, we are. And I think that the challenge we run into is that kind of what you just mentioned. Like, why didn't you tell me you needed help with this? I, I didn't even know this was going on. Uh, ours was a more, but not necessarily related to like team performance. But I find out from now, I appreciate this, right? The coach is handling her business and she's managing her team. But I find out because she posts in band, if one more kid hits another kid during practice, that athlete is going to be sent home. And I'm like, what? She's like, oh, yeah, they keep hitting each other during practice. Like they're getting like getting over the top. And I'm like, I even I had no idea. Didn't even know this was going on. And I was like, yeah, next time, you know, let me know. Maybe I can help you strategize ways around that. And we have had less trouble this season with staff accountability because we've uh, implemented 
we've never done head coaches before and we implemented head coaches this year and have weekly meetings with our head coaches. Uh, so that I think has really helped us to make sure that we're really keeping a pulse on uh, what is going on with each one of our teams. So that's been helpful for us. So I haven't struggled with that quite as much this season. I think, I think the thing for me, and that's where I'm feeling the frustration right now. And I, you know, hopefully everyone can relate to this in some way is it always feels like at the beginning of the year, you do all this work to create the best possible combinations of teams you can. Right. And inevitably somebody quits, somebody stops tumbling, something happens that kind of messes with that. And it seems sometimes it feels like no matter how hard you try, there's always the one team. Right. And it's not necessarily the coaches um, or the kids. It's just a combination of the circumstances for that team and trying to figure out like how to get them over that hump right? Like the, okay, we're almost there. We're almost there. And um, we have one team that it feels like every time we fix something, something else happens, right? And it's that the curse, you know, and I always try to remind myself, like I was just telling my coaches this week, that was our senior two last year. I, Dan, I think you remembered working with that yep, team last year at camp. And it was like this, like the series of unfortunate events, the team's never going to come together. And then they won all-star worlds. Right. Right. So like, the team that in the beginning is just like, oh my gosh, are we ever going to get there? Eventually caught up and got to where they needed to be, but it's the attention from everybody. And like you're saying, you know, we encourage our staff and we talk so much about, you know, I know you love this book, but the um, system of there are no bad teams, only bad leaders, right? So what did we as coaches of teams and what do we as the owners of the gym need to do to ensure that everybody's successful, no matter where the teams are right at this moment. And that's, it's always kind of a balance of like, and I don't know if struggling is the right word. It is a struggle, right? It's constantly a struggle, but, um, it's constantly evolving. Like, I don't think it's ever perfect. I can tell you there's ever been a season where I get to the end of the season and be like, oh my gosh, all of my staff, everything was perfect this year. Right. Right. Yeah. One of the biggest things that's driving me just like has been driving me bonkers this season is attendance has been so bad. Like I, I'm, I'm not even joking guys. Like if you're listening to this, I legitimately did this. I was so livid at one of my level four practices. My level four has 30 kids on the team and I was at our like fifth practice in a row of only having two stunt groups that could go up because there were all these kids that were hurt. And I I literally had eight people sitting out behind me and four people not there. And I was like, I was over it. And so I messaged my staff member who used to be on the team who also runs their Instagram account. And I was like, Hey, do you want to help me with an evil plot? And she was like, let's go. And so (laughs) we posted on their Instagram looking for three dedicated athletes looking to join this team. The team's full. There's 30 people on a medium team. And I'm like, and everybody knows it's full, right? And I told him, I said, guess what? It's coming. And they're like team Snapchat blew up when that posted like, Oh my gosh, he's going to kick people off. Like you better come to practice. And they've all been at practice. So Starts happening. I mean, it was a little bit evil, but at the same time, would I have put someone on if they walked in and were good and talented and committed and came to yep. practice? It's been hard. That's been a struggle, right? And we have experienced that a lot. And we've been really kind of working in like, what does our attendance policy look like? What is affected? Because it is so, so hard. I feel like, you know, I like to pretend that like COVID's over and all that, but I re- we're still dealing with effects of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. In this COVID scenario, like people don't 
those things, like you never would have just missed practice the way people miss practice now, right? And they're constantly missing because there's other things to do. And that makes it so hard for a team to be able to commit. I can say that is one thing that I appreciate with this score sheet is you don't need everybody to do everything, right? So, you know, we traditionally never have extras in our routine because I like to be training kids for the future, right? Mm -hmm. But we can have one group that's doing an easier version of the stunt so they're still learning but they're not necessarily in that hardest one and those kids that don't attend normally well you know here you are and um kind of trying to find those ways to work around those things and then you said one thing that i actually wrote down on this big sticky note right here hurt oh man has that been a problem and we have this contagious thing of injuries contagious like what happened new kid and we had two kids on this team today walk in in crutches and boots brand new Right. And you're like, what the heck happened? Oh, at school, I did this. Or I, you know, and don't get me wrong. Like we get the kids that roll their ankle and that kind of stuff at practice. And that's right. life part of the sport. But it feels like there's constantly kids that are like, they just go home and put the boot on that they had in their closet. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. And like, how long can I sit out with my boot? Mm-hmm. How long do I have to be injured? And it's yep. crazy. I mean, there are obviously legitimate injuries that, you know, kids have to be out for. But it feels like it's more than ever some stuff like that happening. And it's 100% contagious. Like you you will see there are those teams where like no one's ever out or maybe yeah. someone's out, but they're back in really quickly. And then those teams where it's like, oh, well, my wrist was hurting. So I went to the doctor and my I, I this same team, I lost it. I was like, if I get one more note that says someone has to sit out for one week, I'm going <laughs> to lose my mind because that means you're not hurt. That means you're sore, you're an athlete, something's bothering you, and I'm more than willing to work with you to modify, okay, maybe standing back handsprings really hurt and we're going to take a week off of those. But if you just sitting on your butt for a week hurts the entire team and you and you're behind when you come back. And so we had this major come to Jesus and it's been better, but it's been across the gym. We've struggled with it this year, Um, the, the attendance and the, the injuries. And there have been some legitimate ones, like you said. Um, and it's hard to walk that line of telling a kid like this same team had like three or four kids get, you know, hit in the head and then one went to the doctor. And then the next thing I know, the next kid goes to the doctor. And what happens when kids go to the doctor and say they got hit in the head? The doctor every single time says you have a concussion. Yep. Automatically. Um, Right. And I'm like, I miss those days just a little bit. Like I want to be safe, but I also kind of miss the days where it was like, I don't want to go to the doctor. They're going to make me right. sit out. Right. And right. it's like, definitely different, right? Society, kids, it's all changed. We were talking about this and I don't know, you know, it goes with that hurt thing and all of it. Um, kids are afraid. Do you guys find that? Like drills, things that get them out of their comfort zone. Absolutely not. Like, it's really hard to push a kid out of their comfort zone these days. And, um, you know, I don't know, have you guys found any strategies that are working for that kind of stuff for you? Um, so yes. Um, and it's make them do it. Uh, push them. Uh, and I honestly, this was actually something that I would have also said drives me crazy. And it was a realization I had last night, like literally last night during practice had this realization because I've had three really good practices in a row with my teams. Um, and, Mm -hmm. but what came in close conjunction to that was I dropped the hammer and I was not fun and I was not friendly 
and I was holding them accountable. Like every single person, it didn't matter if you were one of my favorite people to talk to when you get to the gym, you were getting held accountable. And I just dropped the hammer on them. And all of a sudden practices were better and they were more focused and they were working harder and they were actually having more fun. And I turned to my co-coach, Jen, and I go, when am I going to realize? I do this every year. I, I back <laughs> off and I'm, I'm fun and I'm like, I'm Camp Dan. And, yep. Yep. and then I get to this point in the season where it's like time to buckle down. And I it takes me way longer than it should to be like, hold them accountable. Be like, and I'm doing practice plans, right? But I'm not being as strict and regimented as I should. And I'm letting things slide. And I was like, what? why did it, why did I do that again? Like I thought yeah. I learned the lesson last year and here I am. So I'm frustrated with myself for, for getting into that mode, but also glad I came to the realization and just really need to hold myself accountable to sticking to it. It's that dang balance, right? Like you're trying to like, oh, kids are different. Things are different. Like we want to keep it fun. We want to keep them engaged and excited. But you know, man, um, Taylor McGuffey actually just said, do y'all work at my gym? This hits too close to home. So it's every day, right? These are the same things. Um, we deal with the same things you guys deal with all the time, but man, have it, doesn't that resonate for me, Dan, the teams. And honestly, that's the reason that I'm out with the team that I'm out with right now is exactly that because they're like, we just need somebody else for a minute. That's going to say, no, this is not acceptable. Right. And it's so funny how, um, I've been talking with a lot of my staff about this and I don't know if anyone, Dan, if you have any great ideas or thoughts for this, but um, about building that, and it's not a fear, but it's a respect, right? There's enough respect for me as a coach that I walk on the floor and you're gonna do what I ask of you. Do you know what I mean? And yep. and I think for newer, younger coaches, that takes time. And, it, and I've been trying to think like, how do we not fast track because it's definitely earned, Right. And it takes, but how do you help them to get to that next step is something I've been thinking a lot about. What I always tell my coaches is where it comes from. You're because I've had coaches who've been like, it's not fair. You get to be harder on these kids and they don't, they just do it. And I'm hard on them and I have to have meetings with parents. And yep. I always tell them, I go, it's because they know that I care. Yep, that it it's comes. coming from the perspective of, I want the best for you and for the team. And at the end of the day, I love you. And I'm also right. not above talking to a kid afterwards and being like, look, I know I was hard on you tonight, but like, we need you. I yeah. literally had this just happen on Sunday, my level four team, same team with all the injuries. I had a girl get hit in the arm pretty hard, probably got as a decent little bruise now. And she like, all of a sudden was like, I'm out. And I gave her a minute and we went through a stunt sequence like f for like 10 minutes and I, she was still out, like not going back in. And I look at her and I go, are you out for the night? Yeah. And she was kind of like, well, and I go, I, if you're out for the night, you need to go to the doctor because if you got hit so hard, you can't stunt for the rest of the night. Like call your mom, go to the doctor. This is insane. Yeah. And yeah. she kind of got all teary eyed. Uh, she was like, well, I can go back in. I go, if you're really that hurt, then I don't want you to. But I think that you can push through and it's uncomfortable and we can modify a couple things, but you need to get back in there. And she was like, okay. Yeah. And then We've I talked really to her at the end of the night and told her, you know, Hey, look, you know, I love you, but, and so it's like that, that connection, knowing that I care and I care for the team allows me to hold them accountable without them getting butthurt about it. 
Yeah, we've had to really, um, we changed our verbiage in the gym, right? And this actually just went out. It's funny that we're talking about this because it just went out to all of our parents via band today. The definition of hurt via injured, right? Like you can be hurting. Like, yeah, I worked really hard. So my body's sore and I'm hurting today. So maybe I need to take it easy on something and I'm going to articulate that to my coach, right? And that's very different than I am physically injured and there's something wrong with me and I need to take time sit out of practice to do that right so like for us we've instituted a new policy in our gym and i'm happy to post it in the comments after we're done so you guys can see it um that defines hurt and injured and specifically talks about for the safety and well-being of the athletes if they are injured so they come in in a boot they come in and you know crutches these things we have to have a note releasing them from yep. a doctor Same saying thing. that they're come back um because what we're finding is parents are like self-medicating at home Oh, they're injured, you know, until we feel that, okay, now we're better. And one kid will be out. We've had a certain child that this summer has been out four different times in a boot for a week. Oh, I mm -hmm. went to Reno and they told me I need to wear a boot for one week. Y'all, there is no injury that they're telling you to wear a boot for one week. No, unless they just want you to get out of the office. Yeah, right, right. Unless they want to make you feel good leaving, right? My favorite so, is when it's like their acupuncturist that gave them the note. Yeah. And I'm like, my that doesn't count. My favorite is the one that's like, um, Sally may not do standing back handsprings, but she can do round off back handsprings, tucks, and any stunts. Wow, you really met a good doctor. Yeah. They know a lot about cheerleading. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, um, okay. You told the doctor what you don't, what you can't do, right? Like it kind of makes me laugh, but I'm glad that I'm not the only one that experiences these things. Um, the other thing that we did, Dan, to make that not cool thing happen, um, and I'm happy to like share pictures of this or whatnot with anybody, but we created a Trello board now that's our injured athlete workouts. So if you have to sit out due to being injured, you select your injury, right? So it's like ankle, and it gives you an hour worth of core workouts and jump conditioning, you know, hip flexors, and all that kind of stuff that you have to sit there and do during practice. You don't get to just sit and talk to the eight other people that are sitting back there injured and hang out and be on your phone and that kind of stuff. Like you're still engaged in doing things during practice. And we just let parents know this is to make sure they stay in the best shape they can while they're out. Right. Yeah. And then I think it helped alleviate a little bit of that. Like it's cool to be injured thing. Because, man, it is, you are 100% right. It is contagious like nobody's business. 100%. Yeah. One of the other things that uh, has been a real, like, just something that's kind of been driving me nuts and, and been a struggle and something we've been working on, um, because that's that's what this is all about, right? Like, what are things we struggle right. with? And I know you might identify with some of this, is as an all-star heavy gym, um, that, was, that was what built us, that has right. now a pretty big rec footprint getting our rec coaches to care as much about the retention of the recreational athletes and delivering a really great product for the recreational athletes, like getting them all to want to do that has been a real, has been a real challenge. My director is great. He really, really cares. Um, but we basically, uh, we kind of came to a point where I was like, man, our rates aren't, we're not jumping back up at the end of summer like we should. And I happened to be at the gym on a Saturday when my director wasn't there. And I got to see the way they were running, knowing that I was in the gym doing choreography for a team 
and I got to see the way classes were running and I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And it was really, it was really frustrating because we as owners, we put in all that work, right? We like, we market, we run the trial, we make sure that all the systems are in place to convert these people to classes and, and to memberships. And to then see staff kind of so nonchalantly go about running a mediocre class, I was like, yeah. my face was very red. The vein was popping in the front, in the forehead. My fingers were flying, texting Tori and my, my class director. Cause I wanted to go over and handle it, but at the same time, that's their job. So right. I was like, right. It's talking to Tori, me like, I'm not going to handle it. I'm not going to handle it. I'm going to let him deal with it. Um, and yeah, it's hard. Um, we had this conversation, right? I was looking at my retention rates for my rec programs and my rec coaches do get frustrated. And I'm sure this happens in different places too, because they feel like they get so many kids in and they get them going and then they leave Tulsa. Right. Yep. So at half year, we lose a big influx of rec kids that move to half year at full season time. They move to full season. So that is some frustration for them. But we had this exact conversation about Saturdays. I was looking at my retention rates across the board. And I'm like, gosh, I'm only sitting at like 80, 80 percent in my rec classes. And that's low compared to everything else. What's going on? And when I started digging deeper, what did I find? It was my Saturday kids that are dropping like their lifetime was so low. And I'm like, what the heck? So spent a couple Saturdays popping in, just like you're talking about, right? And just seeing like, what is what are things looking like? And finding exactly that same kind of thing. Like things just weren't being ran to the standard because we weren't there to watch. And so we had to have some meetings and some discussions about like, you know, just because we're not here, you need to have the pride in your own job. And this is why, you know, that happens. And we ultimately ended up hiring uh extra coach that works only Saturdays and trained her as the Saturday lead. Right. Awesome. So it is her job to report directly to my, um, recreational director, our tumbling director every week about how Saturday classes were any problems like, and she was literally introduced as that she is the lead coach for Saturdays. She will be letting us know if classes and things aren't running to standard, you yeah. know? And so, that has helped, but I realized that not everybody has that ability. Right. I definitely, eight years ago, never could have done that. Like having a lead person around, it just right. was. Um, so I think there has to be so much training and those things in places and the constant checkups, you know, checking the cameras and looking at those things and kind of being, for a lack of better words, like the eye in the sky, the parent, right? That knows, you know, the kids always know that you're always watching. It's like that kind of thing, you know, your yep. teen kids that always do it right because they know you're there, um, you know, popping in here and there and just never knowing. And it's hard. It's that's a struggle of owning a business, right? No matter how yeah. hard you train. And I once heard nobody will ever care as much about your business as you do. Right. And that has stuck with me as a reminder, like even my very best people just aren't as vested as I am. And I also learned that, you know, as just cause I assign, and I already knew this, but I, I hadn't really spent the time doing it. I realized I really didn't train my class director, my rec director in all the things I needed them doing. Like what does a director really need to be doing and understanding what supervising and correcting and adjusting really looks like. And so we spent a lot of time talking through those things and training on those things. And there's been a, a dramatic market improvement. Um, but it's just, it's a challenge and it's frustrating. I know for a lot of owners out there too, 
you can keep all-star coaches a little bit longer, but rec coaches sometimes are a little more flighty, just like the rec athletes, you know, they come in, they do it for six months and then they're done. Um, unless it's a junior coach from your gym or someone who kind of came up in your program. So that's also been a challenge for us right now, but uh, let's get to one more before you have to leave because we only have six minutes. I know, I know. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I, yeah, I, on that one, Dan, I think that it's so important just to remember that it is constant, right? Like it doesn't matter how far you are in your business, how great everything feels like it is. It's just constantly has to be looked at and looked at and how are we adapting and how are we changing? And as you grow, the more you can help your staff feel accountable for that piece, I think the better it is, right? They feel like these are my kids, right? Those rent kids and I have to make it the best I can for them. I think the more you can do that, the better it is. Yeah. Um, this is something I've been thinking a lot about, Dan, um, as we're coming on to our half year teams, right? Come up and if I remember right, your last podcast was a little bit about this or one of the ones I listened to recently. So maybe not the very last one, but the balance between growing and pricing, right. And offering the right products at the right times. And, um, we're talking a lot about that. Like we have, you know, a good amount of all-star teams already running. We're starting three new half year teams that the registrations are rolling in pretty quick on that. And today I was looking at my schedule and man, I have a lot of staff, like, in comparison to most places, right? And I yeah. still feel like it's that crunch of, okay, now if I'm bringing in all these more kids, now I have to bring in this more staff and what is the cost and, you know, time and what is, you know, sometimes we think about the cost of payroll and we think about the cost of time, but we miss out on thinking about what does it cost the culture of my gym? Mm-hmm. What does it cost the amount of time that it's going to take away from my office staff to be able to build those relationships with people because now we have 50 new parents coming in at a time that is hyper important to our all-star teams right because now they're starting to compete and these people have all these questions and all this stuff and i don't know have you found a good balance to that i know i've been thinking a lot about it lately um i mean a good balance i don't know i mean more more members oftentimes can mean more problems and uh, that was actually going to be my, like the thing I'm struggling with right now, which I know a lot of you are, which is mother freaking parents, like, and parents that have been with us for six years, blowing up band, freaking everybody out, going off about hotels for NCA nationals and how they're all sold out. And this is nonsense and da, 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 da. And these are the same parents that were super mad that we were going to go to USA nationals. And why weren't we going to NCA? And then we switched to NCA because it actually was technically more affordable due to some flight stuff. And now they're mad about, and I'm like, and the same thing with the parents who are like, well, I don't know anything. And I'm like, well, it's on band. You got it in email. Like we've sent it out 19 different ways. We did a live video on it. And they're like, oh, well, I just didn't know. And it's like, well, it's on the website, (laughs) on the member side. Like I, what do you want me to do? Like, I cannot walk to your hand, walk to your house and read it to you. And the problem is, even if I did, you probably wouldn't be listening. That's how yeah, it feels on some my world. Yeah. Yeah. So, I hear you on that. And then as you, so that kind of brings me to the, as you add more members, that's more people right. that you're going to have those, those challenges and struggles with that. So it is right? a strain on your resources and you do have to evaluate, okay, yeah, I'm going to make an extra 2000 bucks, but is that 2000 bucks worth the stress. And right. for a lot of people, it is a hundred percent. So more yeah. members might be the answer, but are you set up for it? 
and we've seen, I think we've even experienced, you know, exponential growth and then not being able to deliver as much as we thought we could and then losing yep. people because of it. Yep. And that's what I worry about. Like, that's what I, as I was talking to my half year director that we now have, um, I was talking with her a little bit today about that specific thing, right? We've been through those times where we grew really, really fast. And then that next year we have a huge drop. And why is that? Because we didn't offer the level of service that we should have because of those things, right? So trying to brainstorm and think about as we start having these new members come in, what do we need to focus on with our elite parents? And how do we need to make sure they're tuned in the best they can? And how are we going to create the best experience for these new half-year people coming in in December, right? And just really trying to plot out what does that look like? So trying to find the balance of, you know, as you grow, what does the roadmap look like? And how do we help people best do that? And again, like you and I both coach people every week on doing this, right? Mm -hmm. And how do we, but it's, always evolving, I feel like. And that's the thing that I think sometimes as business owners, we forget that no matter if it's your third week of business or your 15th year, the struggles are the struggles, right? We can help you get through them faster. I call you and say, Dan, what do you think about this? Where are you on this? Have you experienced this before? And having that voice and that accountability piece and somebody to throw something off to is so helpful. Um, but yeah, the same struggles, like we have, they're different, right? They're the same, but different. They go from how do I operate my business to this is a first world problem. And now I have too many chips for my dip and not enough dips for my chip, right? Yep. <laughs> like yep. that problem um, that comes along. And so just struggling with those and, you know, the constant thing. And I hear all the time and I'm sure I know it's time for me to get off. My coach is going to be looking for me soon, but I hear this a lot. And I know you do too, because we've talked about it. Um, you do such a good job of balancing it all. How do you do that? So Dan, I'm going to leave it with that question. How do you balance it all? Huh. Um, <laughs> balance all the things or what, what do you mean? I was going to hit you with a question. That's not fair. Um, oh, I got you first. Yeah. I mean, has anybody ever asked you that? Like, it seems like you have everything just so under control. How do you balance it? Um, one, I am 100% the duck who is calm on the surface and underwater is going, the feet are going a thousand miles a minute. Right. Um, I manage yeah, yeah. it. My, the biggest way I manage it, you know, people always ask like, how do I manage all the things I have in the air? And it is, right. it's through very diligent time management. Um, right. and I'm not even as I need to even get better at it, like even more, um, even yeah. more so, but it's really, really diligent. Time management is the key. Um, Shelly's getting interrupted, but before, before you get off, you're good. what is one thing, since we talked about all these negatives, what's one thing you're really excited about right now? What's one thing that's going great that you're pumped about in your business? Oh man. So I know we talked about like staff training and accountability and feeling like it can always be better. Right. But I feel like more so than in a really long time, like I can legitimately walk away from my business and be okay. Right. Like I'm not here on Mondays at all. I'm here half a day on Wednesdays. I on Tuesday nights, I coach my team Thursday nights, I coach the one team I'm coaching and everything else is running. Right. Like I'm um, more in a facilitating role. Like, how can I help you be better instead of like I feel like three, four years ago, it was how can I help us all survive? Now it's just how can I help you be better? How can I help you be better? And I think that is an exciting point. Right. It's that hill, the up and downs. Yep. And if Really good right now to be at that spot. So I think that's the most exciting thing happening for me. That's awesome. Well, have a great practice, everyone. Thank yeah. you for tuning in. 
Uh, if you have other questions or things you'd like us to do videos or podcasts on, post them in the comments. Uh, we would love to do this again. Shelly and I always love just sitting down and chatting anyways. And if you enjoy watching it, we would love to do it for you. So uh, we will see you all or catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.